Welcome back to DNC in 23 with WP, Working Man's Pod. My name is Alex, and I am with you today to discuss 7-3-23, July 3rd in Boulder, Colorado. This was the third of three nights at um, the football stadium where the CU Buffs play their home games. And man, what a weekend it was. Um, the you know highlights abound, but definitely one of them was last night at the end of the show when Dave Matthews joined the band for um, a sit-in. Uh, really amazing stuff and a memorable capper to a really memorable three days in Boulder. So let's get into it. This was Dead & Co's third and final night at Folsom Field. It was their 13th show at this venue. Now, if you're thinking that sounds like a lot, it is a lot. Um, that's their most played venue. Uh, they surpassed City Field on Sunday night and then extended that insurmountable lead last night. So 13 shows over the years at Folsom Field. That is um, just one of the venues that they play in Colorado where they have played 19 shows. That is the state where they have played the third most concerts in their time as a band. Number one, not shockingly, California, and number two is New York. Colorado is number three, and then next is Massachusetts. Below that, though, just one show behind Massachusetts is 14 is Folsom Field. So if Boulder was on this list, if the if the states were California, New York, Colorado, Massachusetts, Boulder, Colorado would be uh, would be number five. So they've played it more than just about any state. Um, and I think that if you were at any of the shows this weekend, and even if you were just like me watching from afar, you could see with these crowds why that is unbelievable energy from the crowd all three nights if you were there i mean you guys were locked in such like huge applause breaks throughout you know really the entirety of both shows just like listening to space last night anytime there was something played that even resembled um a dead song like, for example, there was a moment where it sounded like they were kind of quoting Morning Dew. And, like, instantly the crowd was on it and cheering. Just, you know, so ready to to give it back to the band, really, you know, at every turn. Just amazing stuff. And it, it was really impressive to see the crowd, too. When they would cut on the video feed to shots of the crowd on the football field and in the stands, I mean... It was just a massive, massive assembly of people all three nights. I think that last night's was maybe the biggest. It seemed like it. I don't know. There were, I think there were a ton of people wearing white last night. Um, and so whenever it would go to the crowd, you just see this mass of white shirts. And, and um, it just made it look even more impressive to me. So great job by the crowd. If you were one of them, then, um, I mean, wonderful stuff. So... I didn't have any boots on the ground last night. Dave mentioned yesterday that his cousins went to uh, the the first two shows at Folsom Field. I sent some messages to a couple people who were there, but they didn't get back to me. I'm recording this pretty early uh, mountain time so that you can have it for your July 4th travel. So I can just say it seemed like a really nice night um, for a show, except for the one 
uh, weather delay, but based on what I was seeing, it looked like there was just a small storm cell and it passed pretty quickly. Not like uh, the shows a few years ago at Folsom Field where it like downpoured and there was hail and uh, it seems like everyone pretty much left the show absolutely soaked. I don't think that that was the case last night. There was a rain delay though, so um, let's use that as a transition into the set list. Posted showtime was 6.30 and the band hit the stage at 6.41. Pretty tight opener. Uh, They started the night with Bertha and then they played that into New Speedway Boogie, Cold Rain and Snow, Jack Straw, one point for Dave in Estimated Profits, Althea, and then Playing in the Band. While they were performing Playing in the Band, there was a lightning strike close enough to the stadium that they had to go into a weather delay which lasted about 50, 55 minutes. So that ended up being the de facto set break. Um, you can see on their the posted set list that they had that the plan was to go play in Uncle John's plan to close set one. So when the weather delay ended at 827 local time, they came back and they played just a little bit of playing in the band into Uncle John's back into playing. So kind of three different pieces of playing in the band throughout the night. And then at 8.50, they started Help on the Way, point for me, in Estimated Profits. Um, And that was the beginning of set two. So I'm going to use their, um, their, like, what they're telling us, that set one went all the way through the playing reprise, even though the set break happened in the middle of set one, um, to talk about these ones. Um, so I did not catch much of set one, unfortunately. I really wasn't able to tune in until the second set. Um, but I did catch the beginning of Bertha, which sounded really good. And then I was on the Reddit thread while New Speedway Boogie and uh, Cold Rain were playing. And it seemed like there was just an absolute avalanche of comments saying that the that New Speedway was really special. We also got an email after it was over saying this is the best new speedway they've ever played. So I'm really excited to go back and listen to that. It seems like an absolute burner. So um, yeah, that that may have been the highlight of set one for for many folks out there. Jack Straw, uh, leaving Texas, fourth day of July. This is as close to the fourth that they're going to get this tour. So um, that one was not unexpected. Um, but nice to, to hear, I'm sure. And then the Althea, I mean, we've talked about it all summer long. This is a song that they always play extremely well. And I'm sure last night was no exception. I did see some comments about, about the, the power of this Althea. Um, again, you'll just kind of always see that because they, they played the song so well and then into playing in the band, which was interrupted. So, um, dead and co what was it two days ago i guess so after the sunday night show they posted something on instagram that said boulder we have one more show tomorrow and we have opened up some last minute tickets all caps never miss a monday show dot 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 you've been warned so i saw that and i think like you know others of you i was like okay well they haven't done that throughout this tour, like said, you know, don't miss this show. You've been warned. So I figured that something special was due. I was thinking maybe they would bring Donna out. 
they have done that in the past at Fenway Park, I believe in 2018, I think. Not sure. But they brought Donna out and she performed playing in the band, among other songs. And so when I saw that playing was on the, the set list thread, because I was monitoring, I was wondering if um, if she would be out there. And I scrolled through all the comments and uh, and alas, it was not meant to be. So that was my first guess of what this special thing was that was happening. Um, and then a lot of um, sleuths were posting online that people had spotted Dave Matthews in Boulder. Someone said, my friend saw him leaving a hotel holding a guitar. And then um, it was actually pretty comical. The first response to that was someone was like, almost everyone in Boulder looks like Dave Matthews, not believing it until he's on stage, uh, which is pretty funny. Um, but that is what happened. It was Dave Matthews uh, later on in the show. So anyways, uh, there, this rain delay happens in the middle of playing in the band and then they come back out, and like I said, they play a little bit of playing into Uncle John's, back into playing. I caught the end of that, like the playing reprise, and um, it sounded really nice. They slowed it all the way down, um, the, as they do with these playing reprises. Really gave it a lot of space and drama. Um, and then it was uh, the beginning of set two with help on the way. So. It ended up being kind of a supersized second set, um, going from 8.27 p.m. to 10.42 p.m. local time. So two hours and 15 minutes, which is quite long. Um, Usually they've been lately on this tour coming in at like an hour and 50-something for the second set. So um, yeah, I mean, considerably longer than that. From this point on, I was able to 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 see the the end of the show. So, Help on the Way and Slipknot both were pretty tight, to be honest. Um, they didn't spend a ton of time with either of them, but their playing was right on point. Um, the Slipknot, especially Mayor the Shredder, came to play um, at at the end of of Help, really beginning then, and then into Slipknot. Uh, he was just absolutely cooking with gas at the end of slipknot and into franklin's tower jay was really kind of showing off i mean he was just hitting every drum in his kit and he has a big kit i think that i i have not like counted the pieces but i would think it's probably like an eight piece set something like that there's a lot of toms going on and he was just hammering everything really really intense transition into franklin's tower and i just thought it was great um, a nice Franklin's Tower that to me was um, kind of the show was stolen by Jeff's solo. He knocked it out of the park. Really good Franklin's Tower. And then from Franklin's, they went into He's Gone. And then the other one, they closed out the second verse. They played the second part of it. They had opened the previous night. Then Drums in Space and Standing on the Moon came out of Drums in Space. And then at that point is when... Uh, Dave Matthews was called on stage and then with Dave Matthews they played all along the watchtower and not fade away and then came back for a two-song encore knocking on heaven's door and the wait um, both also with Dave Matthews so pretty cool second set and encore um, we've talked through the uh, Franklin's so he's gone um, the John and Bob chemistry was high during this soloing that we were getting um, they're their playing was just really locked in with each other. They sounded great. And then they 
took it into a very, my note is very sparse jam. Is this the other one? And it turns out, yes, it was the other one. Um, it quickly became evident that, that that's exactly what it was. Um, and it, that made for a really excellent intro, especially O'Teal. Um, his, his sound was really standing out to me. So I thought that was a really great version uh, and a nice way to close off what they had started the night before. Drums in space, a um, couple notes. During drums, Mickey had posted a picture of this like Tayglo marionette uh, skeleton and said, like, look out for him. He might show up during tonight's show. And he did. Uh, the dancing marionette skeleton was, you know, <laughs> kind of on the screen during the visuals of this drums um, when you were looking at, you know, the, the screens and what they were showing on the Nugs feed. So that was pretty cool. And then during space, it was just a, a good space. They did a lot of stuff where, like I said, they, you know, quoting morning dew and a couple other points where the crowd really roared. And I was, I was thinking like, wait, what did they just play? Like that did sound familiar, but I, I couldn't pick up on it that quickly in the moment to write it down. Um, but you know, a nice, a nice space. And then into standing on the moon when they went into this song, they cut to Jeff, like right as Bob started singing, and he was just smiling ear to ear, just a treasure cat grin. And man, I love him on the organ in this song. He is really kind of giving it to us. It sounded excellent. Um, and then Mayer with a really, really great, very lyrical guitar solo of his own. Just a really nice version. And yet, for many people, I think that all of that will seem like the prelude to what this show may be most remembered for dare say that it will be most remembered for Dave Matthews coming on stage with the band. Dead & Co. doesn't have a lot of like guest performers that have come out over the years. This year they did at um, Playing in the Sand, and that's not unfamiliar, but if you really look at like the list of people who have you know played kind of support with them, or that's not the right word, guest, guest sets and who've sat in, it's a pretty short list. And so it's cool that Dave Matthews was the the latest. Um, I wonder if there will be any more for the five shows that remain after this. That's all. Crazy. Uh, anyways, John called him a friend of everyone on the stage and a hero of of mine. So one of John's heroes, Dave Matthews. He seemed really moved by the fact that he was bringing him out. Um, and that was pretty cool. Dave came out, gave everyone a hug, grabbed an acoustic guitar, and um, they went into all along the watchtower. So I'm not a huge Dave Matthews head, but I do know that he plays all along the watchtower. I heard an interview with him on the internet radio show time crisis a couple weeks ago where he talked about this song and how he had never heard the Jimi Hendrix version before he learned it. And so he, uh, basically kind of did his own thing with it. And then only later on heard the, the Hendrix version. It was like, Oh wow. Okay. That's, really amazing. Um, but I don't know if dead and co knew that when they invited him on stage to play this song, that he was going to play like his version of it (laughs) and not the way that they play it. It had a very long, soft intro with these very dramatic, like strikes, you know, he hit a strum and turned toward O'Teal and then the drummers would, you know, emphasize it. And there would be this big pop of light and sound. Um, it was really cool. And then they really get going. Everyone starts to cook, especially Jeff in the beginning part, he's the first person who takes a solo break uh, after that long, slow intro. That was amazing. Mayer has an awesome solo. And then apparently the way that 
Dave plays this song, I assume, is that there's this long quote of Stairway to Heaven in the middle of it. So Mayer is basically playing Stairway to Heaven while Dave Matthews does the, like, a singing part of Stairway to Heaven, the part that goes right before and as we wind on down the road. It's like, uh, that part. So that was really cool. I've never heard that before. It was unexpected and delightful. Um, and just, you know, really good. Then Bob comes back in the last part of the singing and is trying to match Dave. They're like trying to sing together, but Dave is singing at his own unique (laughs) tempo and he's got his own unique delivery. So Bob was not exactly aligned with him that whole time. I think that it was charming and I liked the fact that they weren't lined up. Why would they be? They, they both have been singing this song differently for 30 years plus. Uh, so I thought that that was more, more charming than like, you know, listening to it and being like, what the hell's going on? I didn't feel that way at all. I felt like this is really cool. And I like that they're not together. Bob realized that they weren't, you know, on the same page and he changed it up and started doing this real intense falsetto thing at the end of like the last parts of them singing together. And that was really satisfying too. So just a really nice version. And then to not fade away, Bob is just hamming it up for this one more so than he has all tour long, more so than he's hammed it up in a long while, actually pointing to different areas of the crowd to get them to sing, not fade away. Um, maybe showing off a little bit for his friend, Dave. Um, he was really trying to get the people going and it worked. The crowd was eating it up. It was a really nice version and you know, it led to that awesome not fade away chant as the band left the stage with the claps until they came back on for an encore, a big encore at that two songs long first knocking on heaven's door and then the wait. So two more classic rock covers. That's, that was kind of the name of the game with Dave Matthews once he was on the stage, which makes sense. You know, you want to play songs that, that he knows. Although I will say Dave Matthews is a, fan of the Grateful Dead. He knows their work. I've heard him talk about it. He likes their music a lot. He discovered it a bit later in life. Um, He said that, you know, guys in his band liked the Dead when they were forming, but he had never really personally gotten too deep into it. And his band was compared to them a lot when they were coming up. But he said that it was more in like the, the early 2000s that he really explored their back catalog and really got into their music. I think it would have been really cool if they would have played a dead song with Dave. Um, I understand that if he doesn't know them, then maybe that would be weird, but I think that he probably would have known some and it would have been pretty cool to have him with his acoustic guitar on friend of the devil or on ripple, you know, some classic that, that everyone knows and that he could certainly play along with. I think that that would have been really special too, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. And this was a really, really nice segment of music from watchtower through the wait so knocking on heaven's door i really liked this uh dave's vocal was on the second verse and he sounded really good and confident um i really at this point i don't have too many specific notes because i was just really kind of enjoying the ride uh and then the wait it started at 10 36 mountain time so i think that they were already over their curfew at that point when they started it was just really nice Bob took the first verse, Mayer the second, O'Teal the third, and then Dave took the fourth verse, which is usually Jeff's. So really, really kind of Jeff to give that up for Dave Matthews and let him uh, sing the last, well, the second to last verse, because then Bob sang the fifth. 
Um, Mayer had a solo after that Dave verse, the fourth verse that was just excellent. So, so good. I, I highly recommend going back and listening to really all this, but um, look out for that solo because it, it was great. Well, that's it. That's it for this night and for a really great run of music in Colorado. Um, you know, I, I don't really know what more there is to say. You know, like I said before, great three-night run. The crowd was amazing. And um, just a memorable weekend of shows. I'm sure that if you were there, it's not something you'll soon forget. And even for those of us who are just, you know, taking it in through the couch tour. Man, it was special. That's a really a special three-night run of shows. And um, I think that it's up there with any weekend of music that Dead & Co. has ever played um, when, you, when you look at it from beginning to end. So they will be back on stage on Friday night at the Gorge. And then that begins really the last week of music for them. They have Friday and Saturday at the Gorge, and then the following weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in San Francisco, and then that is all she wrote. We are getting close to 23 minutes, so I am going to sign off without doing any estimated profits today. We still have three more days before the next show, so if you want to know what Dave and I are picking for that show at the Gorge, check out our social media um, Twitter at working man's pod, Instagram at working man's underscore pod, follow us along there. Um, and we'll be back on Saturday to talk about the first show at the gorge until then. No, our love will not fade away.